Come on, somebody. Anyway, so um, tonight we're going to have a special guest who's going to preach. He's going to bring the fire. He's going to bring the word. It's going to be amazing. But before I do, my sister reminded me when she's sick. Pray for her. She's not feeling too well. She's at home. But my sister reminded me during the week, hey, Lawrence, I memorized 1 Timothy 4.12. Can I have candy? And I said, oh, that's right. I did give out a challenge to elevate to whoever would memorize 1 Timothy 4.12, right? I remember this. I did say this. So if you memorize 1 Timothy 4.12, I want you to raise your hand so I can see who diligently searched the scriptures. Somebody save this, this youth group from a rebuke shit right now. Come on. Somebody. Anybody. I see Esther with a finger. I don't know what's going on right now. You got 10 seconds, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, nobody, 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 gosh, all right, so here's the deal, y'all got, y'all got two more, or three more weeks, actually, because we're going to, we're going to be still in this series, so the next few weeks, if you memorize this passage, it might be Esther, I'm hoping it's Esther, because every time you're like so close, but Ah, so memorize the scripture. I know you can do it. Marco, I know you can do it. Don't play games, all right? Memorize the scripture. You'll get free stuff, all right? Amen. And so without further ado, can I have Joby, the man of power for the hour, come up here. Give it up for Joby Shaba. Hey, guys. What's up, my dude? Oh, we got Nathan. Oh, snap. Oh, no. What's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Can I hear Elevate right here? What? What? Elevate. All right. What about right here? You guys show them what's, how it's done. Show them how it's done. What? What? Elevate. All right. One more time. Redeem yourself. Will, I know you're loud. Terion, I know you're loud. Jay, I know you're loud. Come on. You should be shaking up this place right now. What? What? Elevate. All right. That was loud. You, you guys kind of got beat right there. You, you guys want another chance? Nah, that's Jesus. Jesus gives other chances. I don't. Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. All right. All right. Come on. What? What? Oh, man. Nah, it's over. It's over, man. It's over. Too many, too many chances. Too many chances. Uh, so everyone, real quick, I'm going to start us with a word of prayer. Everyone bow your heads. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this day. Lord, thank you for everyone that is here right now. God, I thank you for Elevate, for uh, just how many people have come through this service, through this uh, ministry, and have been saved and changed. Lord, I thank you, God, for moving in so many powerful ways, Lord. God, I thank you for all the times you've been faithful to us, God. Even at times when we've been faithless, God, you have provided for us, and you have shown us your love and mercy. I pray, Lord, that we will learn through this time of uh, going through uh, 1 Timothy 4.12, on how to be an example, God, and to remi- and remind us, God, remind us, continue to remind us in our spirit on why we are being an example. It's because, God, you showed the example of your love on the cross, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would not be uh, ignorant, we would not be arrogant, we would not be prideful, Lord, but we would humble ourselves before you and be ready to learn, Jesus. 
God, move in this place. Have your way, God. I love you, God. And I, I think, I'm thankful for that because you loved us first. And that's the only way we can love you. Lord, bless us. Bless this time. May your presence be the, the, the lead on this, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, can you put on that scripture right there, 1 Timothy 4.12? Yes. So none of you guys memorized this. Thank God for technology, right? Let's, let's read it with me, though. Read it with me, all right? One, two, three. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Man, you guys are pretty good at reading the Bible. You guys should do it more, right? <laughs> so th- today we're going to be talking about faith. Now, this is a big thing on why we have to be an example in faith. It it might seem a little weird because faith, it's not like, you know, you might have a really weird idea on what faith is, you know, and you think of it as like some kind of alien type stuff or whatever, like you're believing in fairy tales. But that's actually not faith according to the Bible. And I want to give you an example of what faith looks like for a young person. Anybody ever heard of uh, Jesus Freaks, the book? haven't read it, this is something you need to read. Forget your textbook. <laughs> read your textbook. But this is something you should read, okay? This is an excerpt, excerpt, whatever. It's a passage from the book. It's about an 18-year-old Muslim girl, right? So it says right here, she said it was like a light coming out of the pages of her Bible. And she was saved right there lying on her bed. She lay there for a while, and 14 minutes after she got up, and, her, uh, and went out to her bedroom, into her living room where her father was sitting, reading her, his book. Her father was an imam, that means like a Muslim pastor, right? And an important businessman. So this guy had wealth and affluence and, you know, probably popularity. Everyone knew him. She said as she went up to him, Dad, I have two things to tell you. Firstly, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Secondly, I believe Muhammad was demon-possessed. So those are some bold things. Uh, His reaction, he beat her so hard, her eyes were popping out, black as could be, her face beaten black and blue, her teeth smashed to bits. He almost killed her. It took her 15 minutes for, uh, for her to receive persecution after coming to Christ. This girl was 18 years old, right? Now, a little bit older than some of you here, a little bit younger than some of you, but she was 18, She was a teenager. She was a young person, right? This verse would apply to her. Why would I use that example? Why would this girl be an example of faith? You know, you know, why? You know, why is that an example? Well, before I get into that, I want to talk about where faith comes from, what faith is, and how to exemplify faith. And that's when I'll tie it in, okay? So if you could real quick turn to Romans 10, 14. Keep that story in mind about that girl. She was 18. She was a Muslim, beaten just by coming to Christ and denouncing her, uh, her, old, her old ways. So it's what's right here. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in, and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written... Okay, how beautiful 
are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. That's the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith. And if you could just isolate this verse now. Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Say, faith comes from hearing the message. So that's where faith comes, from hearing the message. What is the message exactly? Does anybody know? Shout it out if you know. What's the message? It starts with the gospel. Come on, say it with some confidence. That's right, the gospel. That's the good news. That's the good news. Now, it's not just any other good news, because good news could be about anything, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, dude, you know, I had some good news the other day. I, I, I didn't flunk the math test. I actually got a C this time. Or, you know, it could be like this, man, dude, I got some good news. Shawty from Sixth Pier, she likes me, bro. She thinks I'm cute. That could be good news for you, right? But this is, this is gospel. This is good news through the word of Jesus Christ. Okay? And this is important for you. Listen up. This is important for you guys because a lot of you guys have never even read the Bible or the gospel. You've only heard it from your parents and you're just a religious kid. You, don't, you couldn't even tell me about Jesus. You couldn't even tell me about Jesus. You, you would just repeat what your parents told you. You have never experienced God. You don't even know God. You just know what you've seen. And that right there is not faith at all. That is not where faith comes from. Faith doesn't come from your parents Faith doesn't come from me. Faith doesn't come from this church. Faith literally comes from the gospel. Because what? Because it's about Jesus Christ, okay? That's where faith comes from. Now, here's the thing. How many people have heard the gospel? Raise your hand if you've heard the gospel. Raise your... It should be everyone because we preach this like every week. <laughs> it should be everyone. But here's the thing. How many of you guys are living right for Jesus? Raise your hand. Okay, so now a lot of you guys are being honest. I appreciate that. That's pretty awesome. Here's the thing. You've heard the gospel, but you don't have faith right now. What's happening? Is the word wrong now? Is all of a sudden your, your world a lie? No, we're wrong, okay? If you don't listen to the, and I, there's a difference between hearing and listening, okay? A lot of you guys I could be telling you something like maybe five, six times, right? But it'll just go out the opposite way. And I mean, it happens with other people too. I mean, if you got parents, right? They're constantly like, I'm always talking to you, but you're never listening, right? And you're like, I heard everything you said. But what is the type of listening they want? They want a listening, right, that actually does something. So that's what I'm trying to say. If you hear the word of God, right, and you're like, okay, I'm hearing what he's saying. Jesus Christ died for my sins. He was killed. He was brutalized. He was torn. He was beaten so bad that they couldn't even recognize him anymore. And you actually have faith that happened. There's going to be something in your heart that rises up. And when that comes up, right, you have one or two things. You and, and they're both responses. You can either say, nah, I don't believe that. Now nah, I'm going to put that in the back burner. Or you can hold on to it. You can receive it. You can say, you know what? I want to know more about this. Seek God when faith arises.
Respond. If you hear the gospel, don't just stand there. I, I, a lot of you guys, you guys hear the gospel. I remember one time I was like, bro, do, do you even know the gospel? And some dude was like, yes, you say it every week. Then I'm like, why do you keep doing the same thing every week then? It's like plain and simple. Why is it that some of you guys, when the, you, as minute, the minute you leave, right, you get home, you claim to have faith in God, but as soon as you get home, you live like an atheist. You live like there is no God. But, but dude, I mean, you've heard the word, right? But yet when your friends come up, they're like, hey, man, dude, you know, so I don't really believe in God. You have a chance to preach to them right there, but instead you're a coward. You're afraid. You're afraid of people that you won't even see in like five years. But yet an 18-year-old girl read the Bible for the first time, and she was willing to go up to her dad, knowing that she might be beaten, knowing she didn't go in there like, oh, man, he's beating me. No, she knew it. She knew it. But yet she went up to him and said, I believe in Jesus. I'm a follower of him. And you know what? You and your life, your prophet is demon-possessed. But yet you guys, man, the minute, you know, the minute one of your cool friends or whatever, the people that you hold on to that think are cool, like cool and everything, that you want respect from, the minute they're like, man, dude, why do you, why do you go to church so much? You get scared. You're like, oh, man, my parents make me. Oh, man, you know, it just, it just makes me feel a little better or whatever. You don't even tell them about Jesus because you're afraid. But yet this girl was not afraid. Why? Because she heard the word. She listened to it. She responded. And I think it's because some of you guys don't even know what it means to have faith in Jesus. Can you put up Hebrews 11, verse 1? This is the only definition of faith in the Bible. You see... Hebrews 11.1 1 reads, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we, what we do not see. So in other translations, right, and some of the times it's deeper than just one word. It can be, it's confidence, assurance, but it's also the substance. Okay, in other translations it says the substance. What does that mean? You're like, man, that's a big word, bro. You got to understand, I flunked English 1, English 2, and I'm a demo sophomore. You got to take it easy on me. No, I'm just kidding. You guys are all smart. But substance, right? So it's literally like this. What this verse is talking about is that faith is the substance, or we could even put the word kind of like foundation of what we hope for. Okay, it's like a taste of what we hope for. Jesus is promising eternal life to everyone, right? But you don't have to experience it just in heaven. You can experience this eternal life, what God is promising in this life. And that is the substance. That is it. When you have someone who dies in your family due to cancer and everyone is weeping and mourning and they don't even know where to put their hope in, you have faith in Jesus Christ. So instead of mourning like the world, being depressed and committing suicide, you have hope in a God who is alive and is actually present in your life. That's how faith looks like in here. That's how you get a taste of it. That's how you get the substance. So it's, it's assurance, confidence, substance, and what we hope for. And I know it says assurance again, but forget that. It's conviction or evidence. A lot of you guys don't want to believe in God because you can't see him. Well, here's the thing, dude. You can't see tomorrow, but yet you're living like tomorrow is always going to happen. You can't see that your girlfriend that you're madly in love with loves you. You can't see that. All you see is her texting other guys and being unfaithful to you. That's it. But yeah, you stick with her. Because why? She loves me, man. Can you see that love? Can you prove to me that there's love? Can you prove to me right now? Let me see your brain. 
How do I know some of you guys even got a brain? You don't act like it sometimes. So let me see that you have a brain. Exactly. So there are some things we cannot see. And what? We have faith that it exists. It's evidence. Faith is evidence. And we have basically other people as well. Look at the people around you. I can, I can name some of the people. Uh, I, I don't want to name them because, you know, I'll let them do it. They, I wouldn't do any, any justice. They have stories of how they relied on faith during the hardest of times. Hardest of times. And God gave them peace. Just ask some of our leaders. We'll tell you stories. And here's the thing. The reason why we're not experiencing this because our faith is literally, right, some of our faith is just an idea. It's just a religion. It's just a little title you put on yourself. It's nothing real. Literally, you're like, oh, yeah, I have faith in Jesus. Just saying it, right? Just because your parents said it, the, the pastor said it, the preacher said it, it's just an, an idea. Anybody played the Sims game? Anybody know the little diamond thing they have on their head? That's what we think faith is. Like, oh, man, that person doesn't have faith. Ding, ding. Oh, I got faith now. That's it. That's just how it is. Listen, faith is not anything regarding which, like, an, like just an idea. It's not, that, it's not that shallow. You can't just say while you're texting your girlfriend who's in sin or your boyfriend who's in sin, and you're, you're in sin with them, like, and you're trying to tell them about Jesus. Yeah, I got faith in God. I got faith in God. But yet you're the same person as her who doesn't know Jesus. Do you really have faith then? Do you really have faith? Do you really have a faith in a God who is everywhere at all times, knows all things, is all loving, became a man and died for your sins? Do you really have faith? Do you really have faith? That's, that's a question you have to ask yourself, okay? Simply put, faith is not just an idea or a religion like, yeah, I'm faith, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. And, you know, there's, there's nothing behind it. There's no substance, right? Like I was saying earlier. But faith is putting your trust in Jesus. We trust in a lot of things. A lot of you guys, you came in here, right? I'll give you, I'll, t- I'll tell on myself one time. Freshman year, SUM, right? I was getting crazy, whatever. It was the last day of school. Me and Julian, we're getting, little, we're just jumping around, whatever, wrestling. I don't even know what we're doing. I was uh, 18, so, or 19, whatever. F- forgive me, right? So I jump on a seat, right? And the seat breaks. And I was like, oh, snap. So, you know, I, I fix it or whatever. And someone goes to sit on it and they actually fall. A lot of you guys wouldn't understand. Like, if you came in here and the seat fell, you would be betrayed. You'd be like, dang, what the heck? I, I, I trusted the seat that it would carry me. But here's the thing, dude. G- trust in Jesus. It says in the Bible, it won't put us to shame. We don't have to worry, dude, if I put my trust in Jesus, will it pay off? That is literally the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life. Just the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life. You, you're saying if you have faith in a God who saves people from hell, a God who split the sea, a God who freed people from captivity, a God who has rose, raised the dead, you're saying you're putting faith in that God, but you're afraid that it won't pay off. You're afraid that you won't actually be saved. You're afraid that people will not. Dude, that's like the dumbest thing ever. The dumbest thing ever. What are you putting faith in that compares to me putting faith in Jesus? Nothing. You have nothing. And you can put it. You guys are all come to me. I got faith in my dad. Your dad's going to die one day. My mom died when I was 10 years old. I couldn't pay faith in her. 
not going to put faith in her. Oh, I got faith that my family's going to be there. Your family will turn on you as soon as you stop coming to their get-togethers. That is the truth. What are you putting faith in, man? What is your faith? Is your faith just a, an idea, a religion, a little status, like on Facebook? Yup, I got faith. Is that, your, is that on your bio and that's how it goes? Here's the thing. If you don't have a faith, right, that is genuine, you will never be able to please God. You will never be able to be right before God. You could do whatever. You could start orphanages all across Chicago. You could, you know, you could clothe the naked. You could feed the, the hungry. You could give all the money you have to the poor. You could do whatever good deed your mind can think of. But if you have no faith, you will never please God. God will see you on judgment day and say, away from me, I never knew you. You never believed in me. Oh, you did all this? Guess what I did? I created all this. You trying to please God with your good works is like comparing yourself ultimately to God himself. That is what it is. That is what it is. But now the question is, right, if faith is, is, is substance, you know, of, of, of this reality that we're in, you know what I'm saying, that we believe in Jesus, Jesus is real, you know, that is the hope that we have, and it, it's confidence or the conviction about what we do not see, right? And, and a lot of you guys, I mean, how many of you guys say you have faith in Jesus right now? A lot less hands raised up, not going to lie, but you know what? That's good. You're going to have faith by the end of this message. And here's the reason why. Because you guys are here. So there's something, there's a conviction in your heart on why you are here. If I can have everyone's attention, look up from the phone, please. There is a reason why you are here. It is not to be religious. It is not to say, I'm better than the next person. You are trying to seek and find Jesus Christ. There's something that this world is not offering you that can satisfy you. And it's not found through doing good works. It's not found through people. It's found by faith through Jesus Christ. Literally, literally, you'll meet some of the poorest, dirt poor people, right? They have nothing to their name. Something like this girl, 18 years old, right? Knowing the consequences of her faith, she still boldly proclaimed, knowing that she could lose everything. But in her mind, do you think she had, do you think she was thinking about losing everything? No, because she knew she had everything in Jesus. Everything in Jesus. That's what faith is. That trust, that full, complete trust in Jesus. Because let me tell you this. If you're saying, yeah, I trust God, I trust God, I trust God, then he puts his finger on your relationship with your friends. And you say, no, nah, I don't trust God there. You don't trust God at all. You don't trust God at all. You have no faith. No faith whatsoever. Like I keep saying, faith is not just some thing in the sky like the cloud where it keeps all the information at. Faith is literally a reality that you now jump in, a lifestyle that you now jump in, that you experience throughout your life. If you have no testimony of what God has done in your life and you just grew up a religious kid, then I'm telling you, man, check yourself. Pray to God. Ask God right now, do I have faith? If you could put up uh, Hebrews uh, 11.6 real quick. I want you to, uh, it's, uh, 
You got it? That is basically what I'm going to show you is the verse. I want you guys to see this, okay? Because I know I said it. It is impossible to please God. I want you guys to understand this right now. When God is pleased, that means that you're in a good situation, okay? You're in a good situation. You're not like, you know, worse off. You're actually good with God. Some of you aren't even good with people, but you're going to be good with God if you have faith. Right here it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And it says after that, you can, you can get that if you want, but it says, uh, actually it says in, in, in James, you know, you, you, get, you have faith that there's one God. Good job, right? James give us, gives us an applaud. Even the demons believe in God and they shudder with fear. The demons believe in God, but they shudder in fear. So let me ask you, what's the difference between your faith and a demon's belief in God? What's the difference? Y'all are both, y'all are both acting like the devil. What's the difference then? Can you go to uh, James, the James, James 2, 14 through 19? This is the difference, okay? This is the difference. If you guys, uh, you want to read along, look over here. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Everybody say, no deeds. Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace and keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical need, what good is it? What James is saying right here is, what is faith without deeds? What is faith if you don't do anything about it? You guys ever had anyone that said, yo, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. But when the push came to shove, they weren't there. I know some of you guys have been in fights and you're like, man, I thought my friends had my back. But then all of a sudden they just watched. But they said they had you. They said they, 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 you're, they're like, man, I got your back. But there was nothing to show for it. Nothing. Did they really have your back? No, right? Think about that regarding your faith. God's like, have faith in me. Leave your life of sin. But you're still watching pornography every night of the week. You're still cursing, cursing your family out while playing PS4. You're still doing all this stuff. Do you really have faith? Support, all right, and then after that, it says, in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by actions, is, say it with me, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, you guys finish it, is what? Is dead. That's a, that's a harsh word right there. And he said it for a reason. When someone is dead, are they talking to you? No, right? Nah, you ain't going to see them anymore. They're dead. So here's the thing, right? That language is used for your faith if there's no deeds accompanied by it, if there's no action. But someone will say, some of you guys will be like, you know, hey, all right, I'll just read it and I'll tell you. But someone will say, you will have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. That's like this. A lot of you guys are like, man, Joby, that's you. You like to preach the gospel. You like to love people. 
I just got faith. I don't got all that. And I could, I, you could be like, oh, yeah, you know, and I really, I would, I would probably be like, well, man, I mean, if you had faith, you would do it. And you'd be like, no, I just have faith. Then show me your faith. Show me your faith. Right here it's saying if you can't show someone your faith, then you don't have faith at all. Continue on. It says, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God, God, and here's the applause. He's like, good, that's what's up, man. Good, good job for you guys. You believe there's one God. You say with your words that you have faith, you believe there's one God, that's good. Even the demons believe that, and they shudder. That means they're afraid. You're just like the demons. Congratulations. You played yourself. That's basically what he's saying here. Genuine faith. Genuine faith leads to action. That means if you have true faith, right? Like, what if I said, hey, this building's about to collapse right now? Yeah, you're running, right? You're out this piece. But if you don't believe it, what are you going to do? You're going to laugh at me, mock me. You're like, man, I forget you. This building ain't falling. And, and, and when we say, we, we, we don't understand, like, listen, yes. We are saved by faith. Yes, faith alone. We are saved by faith alone, right? Believing in Jesus Christ, that saves us. But this saving faith will produce works in you. How many of you are saved? You can say right now you're saved. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. You have faith in God then bam, you'll have deeds right there with you. This girl at 18 years old, she, would, she wishes she was in your position right now. She wishes she lived on Pulaski and Grand, on Central. She wishes she lived in some of your neighborhoods or in your schools. She wouldn't have to face death every day. She wouldn't have to get her face beaten in just for being Christian. But some of you guys, the minute you get to school... You drop Jesus. And I'm going to say this right now. If you're putting anything before God, and this is, what, this is what it means to put something before God, you live for it, right? You trust in it. You, this is your main source of happiness. This is your main source of joy. This is, where, this is what you want to do all the time. Your will and your desires are based off that. Whether it be sports. I know a lot of you guys, you guys will miss church not preach, not do anything just because your sports team. I know a lot of you guys with your friends, the, none of them believe in Jesus. You know that if you have faith, right, they're all, if this is true, this is true, they're on their way to hell, but you won't tell them about Jesus. Where's your deeds? How do I know you believe in Jesus? Show me your deeds. Show me your deeds. How do I know? I'll show you my deeds. But where's yours? I don't care if you're 12. I don't care if you're 11. I don't care if your family doesn't believe in Jesus. Where are your deeds? Where? You still look this, you still act like the same person you were when you came in here six months ago, two years ago. You haven't changed one bit. You have no faith. You have no faith. You believe in God as much as the demons. This is impossible. To have faith that does not make you look like Jesus is impossible. 
And I know a lot of you guys are like, don't judge me or whatever. Like, you can't judge me, Joe. Doesn't the Bible say not to judge? No, I can judge you righteously. I can judge you righteously. God has saved my life. God has saved my life. God, only by faith, I haven't done anything for it, has showed me his grace, has given me peace, has given me joy. I'm able to live holy only because of him. Some of you guys got the nastiest attitudes I've ever seen in my life. Some of you guys are so angry that it, it rubs off on people. Some of you people are so depressed and have no way to control your mind, but yet you claim to have faith in a God who has the answer to all of it. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Tell me, isn't that funny? It's not, right? But yet, I'm telling you right now, devil's just laughing. Because you, he's like, dude, they're just going to stay religious. They're just going to stay religious while I keep feeding them lies. That, hey, you don't have, you just have to say I believe in Jesus. You'll still make it to heaven. But, hey, smoke some weed. Hey, get drunk a little bit. Hey, talk to this person. Have some sex. But guess what? I'm telling you right now, you are deceived by the devil if you think that. If you are backslidden and you think you're lukewarm, hey, you're just not saved. You're just not saved. That's it. But guess what? God is good. God is merciful, and he's reaching out to you guys. And that's why, you, that's why you're here on Friday, so you can hear the word. But it's not to stay the same. It's not to stay the same. Your faith is not byproduct of my faith. You can't say, oh, man, I go to church and, uh, you know, Joe B's pretty decent. Lawrence is pretty decent. So that must mean I'm pretty decent. No, man. You're going to face God on your own. I'm not going to be there. Your parents aren't going to be there. All the friends that you were ashamed to talk about Jesus in front of aren't going to be there. That girlfriend that you're in love with, that boyfriend that you can't get your eyes off them, they're not going to be there. No one's going to be there but you and God. And now... What's going to come to your mind is all the times you went to Elevate and you heard the word and you just said, I have faith. But there was nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. It was dead. And guess what, dude? If your faith's dead, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead not to me. I see you alive, but you're dead to God. But here's the thing. God's a God who brings people to life. And we can have hope in that. We can what? Have Say it's it's the F word, right? Not the ones you guys usually say. It's the word that you guys really don't want to talk about. Say it. Faith. It's faith. You can have faith in Jesus Christ. And this faith will lead to deeds. Deeds, deeds. Listen, listen. You guys are like, man, dude, what's the point? I'll just come to church on Friday. That's the kind of God is. He's a once a week kind of God. No. Listen, your faith will bring people to Jesus. If people know that you are Christian, they see your faith, they saw how, listen, they saw how you lost a mom or a dad or a cousin or whatever, and yet God kept you strong this whole time. They see that faith, you know what they're going to do? They're going to know who it is. They're going to want to know what makes you so different. They're going to know why are you so full of joy. They're going to know why you put up with, you know, just people that are so mean to you, that, that hurts you, that hates you, why you put up with them, why you forgive them. They're going to be so confused. And you have faith in a Jesus, right, in a God who, who can save them from hell, from their depression. Some of you guys don't care about your friends because you don't let them see your faith because that's what they need. How many of you guys know that, listen, everyone in this world needs Jesus Christ? 
If they don't have faith in Jesus, they will go to hell. It's plain and simple. They will be condemned to hell. Jesus didn't come to tell people, hey, listen, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. He came to save people because they are already going to hell. Them without faith is already, people without faith, they're basically people on a slide. They're sliding, they're sliding. Once they get off the slide, whoop, bam, they're in hell. They're in hell. And you, right, you hear the word every week. That's why I'm so confused with you guys. You hear the word every week, but you're like, ah, man, dude, I just, it's so hard. It's so hard not to cuss every two seconds. It's so hard not to have sex with this girl who hit me up at 12 o'clock. It's so hard not to cuss out my parents or to be disobedient or lie. It's so hard. I can't fully trust God in that area. Let me ask you, for people who aren't fully trusting in God, who say they're struggling with faith, did Jesus Christ not fully die on the cross? Yes or no? Did Jesus Christ not fully resurrect? Is Jesus still partially dead? No, Jesus Christ is alive. Therefore, faith is alive. Therefore, if you actually have faith, then you wouldn't be in sin. Wow, really? Really? If I have faith, that means I don't have to do all those bad things. I can actually follow God. I can actually live for God. Yes, you can. You can. I I just want to walk through this again with you guys. Faith is not a religion. Faith is not something you put on yourself just to seem better than other people. Faith isn't just a title. It is the substance of the reality and what we hope for. And the confidence in what we do not see. This life is 60 to 70 years. What you're going to remember in heaven are the people you led to Jesus Christ, nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. You're not going to remember. You're not, you're not going to remember basketball. You're not going to remember football. You're not going to remember baseball, basketball. You're not going to remember any of that. Rugby. It doesn't matter what sport you talk about. You're not going to remember your best friend, right? You're too afraid to speak about Jesus with. You're not going to remember that. What you're going to remember now is either the, the times you heard the gospel and disobeyed it, or you're going to recount on the times of faith that you had in Jesus. That, listen, man, everyone, uh, how did you come to Jesus, to this 18-year-old girl? You know what this, dude, God is going to welcome this 18-year-old girl in heaven. And you're going to say, man, well, her life sucked. Well, guess what? After those 60, 70 years, she's going to be saying that about you. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy how things work in the kingdom of God? That you could have all the money you have, all, all the money you want, right? You can have all the cars, all the friends, all the family. But yet the person that has nothing in this world, only Jesus, will be having the last laugh, the laugh of joy. Because guess what? In heaven, if you guys don't make it to heaven, I'm not even going to break a sweat. I'm going to be so in joy. I'm going to be so in peace. And everyone that come, everyone that's on the same path is going to be in peace as well. We're not going to even remember you. Who cares? Listen, if, you're at your, if you die, right, tomorrow, let's say, you know, something crazy happens with North Korea and Chicago gets nuked. The Bible says only three things are going to stand, okay? Faith, hope, and love. If you have no faith, you will have no love. You will have no hope. This faith is the substance, the foundation to our life. To our life. You have nothing in front of God. You have nothing. You will be naked and ashamed in front of God. 
and he will judge you as you deserve. But let's say you do have faith. And this is where I want to encourage all you guys who do have faith. Do not get an unbelieving heart. I've seen so many people, right, that they've been wavered. They've been struggling with their walk the whole time and elevate. But they have faith, right? Dude, the minute something bad happened, like a pastor, you know, becoming an atheist. We actually had that happen a while ago. A pastor became an atheist. And people backslid. People turned away from God just because a man lost faith in God. And they were strong. We are like, dude, they got to have faith, right? Listen, if you have faith today, hold on to it. Hold on to God. Build up your faith. Obey God. Obedience builds up your faith. If you keep disobeying God, your heart is going to get hardened, and you're never going to be able to respond to God. You are never going to understand the goodness of the Lord in this life because you've hardened your heart so much. And you might be thinking, well, I'm feeling kind of good, you know. Got a good job, doing decent in school, got B's and C's. You know, I'm, I'm bench point guard in uh, JV. You know, I'm the star of my freshman team. I got all the girls asking for their number. You know, I'm, I'm just so good. I'm so awesome, right? Dude, that doesn't even matter, according to God. You literally, your life is nothing. Your life is nothing without faith. In closing, right? Genuine faith leads to action. You are saved by faith, but this faith must produce works. If I can have uh, Daryl or Stephanie come up. You are saved by faith, but this faith, this saving faith, has works involved with it. If you can show your faith, right, that's a good thing. Because it produces works. That's what it is intended for. My last thing. Faith is an experience. It's a lifelong experience with Jesus Christ. (laughs) That is a beautiful thing. Some of you guys don't even understand how awesome that is. That the creator of the universe, God, you can experience what he thinks is good for you throughout your whole life. Not by working for it. Not by earning it, by receiving it by faith, having faith, trusting in him. What do you guys think is good that can compare to what God thinks is good? Some of you guys make fun of people being pure. Like, oh man, they don't want to have sex before marriage. That's whack. They're lame. They got to get with the times. It's 2000 freaking 17. Have sex when you're 13. Snapchat people, sexual things. Oh. Dude, you tell the truth? Like, what? Dude, lie. You can get yourself out of trouble. Oh, you don't cuss people out? Oh, dude, you wanted to stop a fight? Oh, you, dude, you told your parents' friend that she was smoking weed and drinking instead of going to school? You're a, what? You're stupid. Yeah, and you know what you can show back to them? If you, if you are that person that's always being accused like that, because now I'm speaking to you, the disciples of Jesus, you can show them your faith. Like I have, I have God on my side. Who are you? Who are you? I have God on my side. I have faith. And in your mind, right? Some of you are looking like, dude, how is that even a comeback? If they knew how precious faith is. Faith is more precious than all the gold, the money in the world. With faith, 
all the things that happened in the Bible were possible. People had faith in God. Therefore, dude, they did things. You ever heard of slavery? Did you know people that had faith said, you know what? God would not be happy with this. God is not approving of this. They didn't just say, I believe in God. That's kind of wrong. They said, I believe in God. I have faith. I'm going to stop this, this atrocity, this stuff. And then not only that, but some of you guys know people are committing suicide, know they're depressed, and you mock them. You, you make fun of them. You can stop this atrocity. People at your age are all committing suicide in a time where we have so much money. We have so much technology. I'm only a phone call away, a message away, and yet people feel most alone. But yet God's saying, listen, I'll be your friend. I'll accompany you in this life that sucks. And it, is, it does suck at times. And God's saying, I'll accompany you. I'll accompany your friends. But yet you have no faith and you could care less about their soul. Please, hear this. Don't, don't, just, don't just let it go out through one way. I'm talking to all of you. If, you. if you feel any bit of rising of faith, any, anything, anything that says, do I need to believe in this, any conviction, that is what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. He is convicting you. Please receive prayer. Please receive prayer. Because what God is trying to do is something better than what the person on the phone is trying to talk to you about, about what the game you got to play tonight. I'm real, man. Don't just be religious. Don't just say you have faith and, and be like the devil. Man, be, have faith in Jesus Christ that is genuine. If everyone could bow their heads. Can I have the altar workers come up as well? Could you sing something, whatever's on your heart? I want to give you a time to respond. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I just want you guys to think about what I've said, okay? If you are like the people I've been talking about, you have no faith. You have faith. You say you have faith, but you have no deeds. It is a dead faith. Then please receive prayer. You are not saved according to the Bible. You need to repent of your sins. You need to have actual faith, not some crap that you put on your, on your title of your name. Get saved. Repent of your sins. And if you do have faith, and you want more faith, man, because Lord, hallelujah, man, you need to do some crazy things. Christians, I'm talking to you, disciples of Jesus, get up in your lunchroom, preach the gospel. Talk to the person you know hates you. Preach to your family. Get your whole family saved. Set goals that will show people your faith, that will bring people to Jesus. Don't let these people around you discourage you that don't have faith. Don't let the people in your household discourage you. Be bold and radical for Jesus. Be like the 18-year-old girl who had faith just by reading the Bible and said, Dad, you're demon-possessed. I believe in Jesus. Be like that girl. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So right now, just react to the word, respond to it. Don't just ignore it. Respond to it.
If you're doubting God right now, you have a problem with your faith. There's holes in your faith. You're thinking, I, I, I believe in God here, but I don't believe in him here. I can't trust him here. Please come up and receive prayer because you are just too, maybe you're so close to backsliding. It's not even funny. You'll be tested and you'll fall away. That's how it happens. People have fallen away from the faith. You can't give up your salvation. You can't forfeit. It is possible. Receive faith and trust in Jesus, a saving faith. Not a faith that will just waver and be washed aside by, by the first trouble. 